Halka, Chanel Nechihi. Welcome to Indigenize, a podcast by the students of SGSU's Native Resource Center. We're starting a series of mini episodes that explore words and phrases common for us but may be unfamiliar to you. If there's something you're curious about and just needed the opportunity to ask, here's your chance. Follow us on our Instagram at SGSUNativeRC and send us a message with a word or phrase you'd like us to explain. We are a safe place for respectful curiosity. Now, Indigenize presents Uchmayawa. What do you know? On to our first word. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Jessica Pasenki. I am a fifth year student here at San Diego State University, and you have heard my voice in previous episodes on this podcast. Um, so our very first word that we're gonna um, unpack is skinwalker. <laughs> 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 Anytime after you, I don't know much about skinwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from what I've um, heard it defined, I've heard it defined many different ways, and that's just by my tribe alone. Um, and from what I've seen on like television shows where they do their research about the supernatural, um, one definition is a witch doctor who takes the form of an animal. Majority of the time, it's like a larger animal, like a horse, a cow, or a wolf or a coyote, and. They just go around scaring people, bewitching them, like cursing them, and it's really creepy, especially on the reservation. Uh, They tell us, like, if you go outside this reservation, like the borders of our um, land, then it's more likely that they'll come after you and try to um, catch you in their grasp. (laughs) So another way, the second one is slightly similar it's a a witch or a witch doctor who runs around at night wearing animal skins and um if you combine the two uh, you'll get a like a semblance of the imagery but if you think like a skeleton furry skeleton, like a animal that's been hit and hasn't been cleaned up off the side of the road and it's like all skinny and fuzzy and bloody you can, and just picture that walking around (laughs) a lot of the superstition surrounding it is like uh, don't go outside at night Um, don't call out into the night asking like who's there or else they're gonna Um, appear out in front of you or don't whistle at night you're going to call them from wherever you are I heard that before don't whistle at night Mm -hmm. like you don't like whistle for your dogs at night because like you invite your dogs in and some of them might not be your dogs oh yeah so um, there's actually a story about that that I've heard um, from back in school back in high school there's this family who had a chihuahua and a husky. That night, they were whistling for their dogs, trying to get them to come in. The chihuahua came in first, 
and the husky, they didn't know what happened to it until it appeared from like underneath the porch. So they're like, okay, come inside. Like, we are here. Um, halfway through the night, they heard something whining outside, like a whining and some scratching at the door mm -hmm. because the dog was trying to come in, but they didn't think about it like that. They thought it was just like a skinwalker outside because they were whistling. The next morning, they woke up. The dog wasn't where it fell asleep, and they're like, okay, let's go look for the dog in the house. The dog wasn't anywhere in the house. They opened the door, and there was a skin out in front of the door. Yeah. And the dog was um, sleeping on the ground, just growling at it. It didn't want to come inside. It didn't want to do anything. And then over the course of the next two weeks, like that same thing kept coming back, that same person or entity kept coming back, um, scratching at the doors, trying to get in again. And there was one night, I think it was the second to last night that they were in that house, it um, came back and it actually unlocked the windows. Ah. I was able to crawl inside and um, the family that was living there, they just crawled underneath their um, blankets and everything and tried to act like they were asleep even though they were super scared, like they didn't want to see it, hear it, nothing. So that next day, they just left the house and never went back. Ugh, like how do you get rid of something like that? Um, how to get rid of it? Uh, there's different ceremonies that you can go through. Um, I'm not too sure what their names are or what the ceremonies entail, but that's as far as it was explained to me. Um, I'm never home during the day, so I never got all the details because you're not supposed to talk about it towards the evening into the night. So, <laughs> yeah, that's... um. One of the things that I I, uh, I learned, not necessarily about skinwalkers, but about um, all the things that go bump in the night, all the spirits and the creatures, and you don't really talk about it. I mean, obviously we talk about it so then we can learn and know better, mm -hmm. but as in the form of a lesson, but you don't say their names. You don't um, speak about them at night, like you were saying, and because that calls them to you. Mm -hmm and you end up getting a lot more attention than you need to. Yeah. Um. It, it's just really creepy and scary. Like, I have more stories about, like, skinwalkers, but it's like, I don't know how to tell them sometimes. You're doing great. Yeah. So, let's see. You want the other two stories? One. One? Yes. Okay. So this one actually happened to my grandma. She she kept hearing these like voices and stuff like whispers. It's like um, that her her mom was outside, but she's her mom is actually really old and she couldn't get around at the time. So it was like. And she just like woke up because she was sleeping and it was the middle of the night. 
Next thing you know, the dogs are going crazy. They're howling. They're trying to get off the leash. And um, they had a AC, like a swamp cooler set up in the living room. And next thing you know, the dogs just kept barking and um, whatever it was, just started running around the house. And um, that swamp cooler was there and it just kept going. Ugh. Like, that's how fast it was running around the house. The next morning, she woke up and she asked her mom, like, what was it you needed help with? And she's like, I didn't call you at all. I was sleeping. Yeah, so they went outside, or they were going to go outside. And in front of the door, there was just this pelt. It was um, dirty, grungy. It smelled like death, but... There's just this pelt in front of the home and nobody wanted to touch it because they knew what was happening. Ugh. And it's really creepy. And she just lives down the street from where an old um, trading post was where there was a couple killed there. And then uh, it's that is right down the road from an old boarding school where a lot of the children hung themselves. So mm. it's a really creepy area. Yeah, so just some little short stories. Uh, thank you for your contribution to our, our mini series. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Indigenize and our first mini episode, Uchmoyawa. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at SDSU Native RC. We'll see you next time.